Welcome to Beyond the Dollar with me, Sarah Lee Kane, a show where we have deep and honest conversations about how money affects our well-being. This week, I'm going to recap my conversation with Jason Vitug, founder of Frugal and the author of You Only Live Once from last week. As promised, I'm going to dive deeper into the phrase, use money as the final filter, and questions you can think about how you can move beyond the idea of survival once we have the financial means to do so. All right, get ready, grab a seat, and let's go beyond the dollar. Friends, if you haven't listened to last week's episode with my friend Jason Vitug, I suggest you listen to that one. It's about 25 minutes long, just to give you some more context of what I'm going to talk about in this episode. Now, if you did, let's just do a quick recap, actually, straight from Jason himself. But then when I reflect back in terms of the money I potentially could save on that airline ticket and the money that I should have spent just to be there before the pandemic hit. It's one of those moments where I would have gladly paid, as I mentioned, two, $3,000 and not even blink an eye because I had already planned that I was going in the holidays and an opportunity to see my grandmother on her 95th birthday. So I thought that would have been a really important and special event. When I reflect back, it really has solidified my belief that we shouldn't filter every single decision with a financial filter or lens. It's important for us to think and have consideration based on our finances and based on doing the cost analysis of certain things. But when it comes to things that are truly important, that's when we have to figure out, how can I pay for this? What's more important to me? Is it really saving that extra dollar or is it really having this experience? And part of the conversation I think back and why it impacts me really emotionally is that my mother and I had a conversation that we didn't know how long my grandmother had. So as Jason and I talked about in our conversation in the last episode, we both questioned the idea of looking at money purely at the numbers. So basically, in his words, using money as the final filter. So I think that's really such a fascinating way to wrap our heads around the concept of money. So I'm going to focus this episode around that because conventionally, when most of us think about money, we do think about the numbers first, right? We think about the concept of budgeting and saving and all of that. So before we get started getting a little bit deeper, let's define what using money as a final filter really means. So the obvious definition is thinking beyond the numbers, right? Or beyond the dollar, right? Like what the name of the show is about. So it's really shifting your priorities or thinking about what you want, what your values are, and even, yeah, priorities, what you want before even thinking about the money or factoring the numbers into your decision-making process. Now, when you do that, right, when you think about money last or you don't really think about money at all until maybe later, that whole concept can be really, really triggering. It can be really scary. And I'll get into why that is and what we can do about it. Some of the questions that um, you can ask yourself, right? Think about in last week's episode, Jason talking about, yeah, I can buy a first-class ticket. We'd be fine. For example, I like to sometimes stay an extra day after a work conference to unwind. And 
If you've ever been to a work conference and you have to pay for it yourself, that can get pretty expensive, even if it's a day. So that whole concept of me doing that, thinking beyond those numbers and thinking about, oh, maybe I just really need some time to relax can feel really jarring. And I totally, totally get it. Now, when we're thinking about using money as the final filter, a question that I would love for you to think about, you can even journal, whatever you want to do with it is, what would it look like if I made a decision without thinking about how much it would cost? Or another way to really phrase that is, What would it look like if I made a decision that will affect my finances, but I'm making this decision based on the priorities in my life? And again, (laughs) I get it. It's scary. And believe me, I have been there. Jason's been there. A lot of people have been there. And thinking about money beyond the numbers, when I've done it, some of them have had huge consequences financially and some didn't. So it was really difficult from my perspective anyways, to shift away from just the numbers. And so before we get into how, before we get into some examples, I do want to stress you're not going to be able to start thinking this way overnight. If you're working on the basics like budgeting, making sure you're paying off debt and all that jazz, I totally get it. There's no need to feel bad if you don't see the benefits of doing this right now because you're not really in that place in your mindset that you can't, right? You are where you are financially. I still filter my decisions through the numbers many times. Or when it's something I want to spend money on, I realize, okay, I really can't do this. And then of course, the numbers come into play, right? I just also want to talk about the benefits of doing this. This may not be as obvious if you don't remember my conversation with Jason from last week or you haven't listened to it yet. Why haven't you? (laughs) Is that when you're not thinking about money or thinking about the numbers and thinking about what you want, it is ultimately going to help you live the life that you want and make you happy. Or you can say it's the best version of yourself. It's going to make you feel like you, right? And again, it's really, really difficult to bring money into it because for many people, money is a limiting factor, right? Let's say you want to go on an all expenses paid vacation to Hawaii and you pick out all the hotel rooms and the flights that you want and where you want to eat. And then you realize, okay, well, I can't afford it. So that is a limiting factor. So to be able to think beyond that is really radical for many, many people. And for me, in many ways, it is still radical. So let me get into an example of how I've used money as a final filter in my life and when I didn't. So the very first incident, (laughs) I guess I'm kind of still bitter about it, not really sure, is I really wanted just to pay the cheapest possible home insurance policy. I did not see the value of paying more than I had to for a home insurance policy or homeowner's insurance policy because I thought, okay, well, they're all the same as long as I'm covered for the same amount, as long as I do all I can to prevent any incidents from happening, I'm totally fine. And so when I worked with an insurance broker or insurance agent, I basically was like, just find me the cheapest policy. This is what I want coverage for. And then they showed me a fairly cheap policy or the cheapest one. And I went with it. 
And so the consequence of that was that a few years ago, when my husband or my family and I first moved to this house, our our backyard was damaged. So we have an uh, above ground pool. It exploded. Very long story, but it exploded. <laughs> and it damaged the yard. It damaged the fence that we shared with our neighbor. And when we went to go claim, long story short, they weren't very kind about it. They just kept passing us off from adjuster to adjuster or the person who made the claims. And we didn't get what we should have gotten from this incident. It was technically covered under our insurance policy. And because of that, we ended up paying out of pocket for a lot of repairs, which cost many more times than the annual insurance policy that I paid. So lesson from learned for me was to do a lot more research on the types of companies I would or insurance companies I would rather work with, talk to friends and family, and going with a more expensive policy may make sense if I know that I will be protected and covered for what I need for my home. An example where I did use money as a final filter was last year, there was a personal situation that came up. I'm not going to go into too much detail about it because it's not my story to tell or it's part my story, part other people's story. But let's just say it was a pretty significant event and it just took up a lot of my mental energy. It took up a lot of my family's mental energy and it was very expensive. <laughs> let's be honest about it. And I remember having conversations with different professionals trying to sort the situation out and other people. And in one conversation I had, it was particularly tense. And I remember this coming out of my mouth. It wasn't one of those where I just thought it and said it. It just came out of my mouth. And I said, money isn't an issue. It doesn't matter. Money isn't the issue here. And in that moment, I realized, wow, I'm making a decision based on what's best for myself and my family and whatever the priorities that were really important to us. Now, I, I do want to be clear, it was something that I could easily afford without totally denting my emergency fund. I could easily make this money back. So it wasn't something where I really had to look at my bank account. So again, I'm pretty lucky in that sense that I was able to afford paying for this, which was, again, a lot of money. But what I was most proud of in that moment was not worrying about the money because I knew that it was there to help me in case of situations like the one that I experienced. And so that really um, helped me realize even more that I can continue to make these kinds of decisions, whether they're huge or minor, using money as the final filter. I don't have to necessarily worry or be too concerned about looking at my bank account or my emergency fund until I made a decision and then I can go and look at the numbers. So those are just two examples. And I would encourage you to think about examples in your own life where you thought about the money first, maybe it was a good decision or you regretted it, and decisions where you didn't think about the money and then it was either good or bad. So I really encourage you to think about that. And even the question that I had asked, like what would it feel like to make decisions and not think about the money first? And on that note, going back to the question that I asked about that, right? What would it feel like to make decisions to not think about money first? If you are having blocks around it, or this is really literally the first time you've been thinking about this, here are some suggestions on what you can do to shift towards that, no matter your financial situation. 
The first suggestion is to get your immediate needs taken care of first. So what this means is to have a pretty rock solid budget or spending plan, whatever you want to call it. Understand what's going in and going out right? in terms of your money, having a buffer in your checking account, having an emergency fund, or some people call it a rainy day fund in case things come up and you have to pay for it. All of those things really need to happen before you can shift towards thinking beyond money. Because if you're still in survival mode, if you still have immediate needs that you need to take care of, like paying rent, you don't know where your next paycheck's coming from, those kind of things are really, really important. Because if not, it's okay to stay in that spot until you can move away from it. Now, in the meantime, you can still list out your values and priorities. So that's my second suggestion. Or as you're moving beyond that, or if you have your immediate needs taken care of, start really focusing on your values and priorities. And despite what many people will say, there's a lot of conventional advice that suggests that they stay the same, they can change. Now for me, my priorities shifted when I got married and then when I gave birth to my son, right? Because naturally when you have life transitions, major life transitions like marriage and kids, maybe buying a house, retiring, all those things, your priorities will shift and your values can shift as well. So work on getting clear about what they are and then listing them out, really getting curious of what it is that you value, what it is that you want, what it is that's important. This step sounds really easy, (laughs) but it can be pretty scary. So some quick examples about my life. My value is to be able to visit my friends and family whenever I want, or that's a priority of mine. So I want to make sure that whenever there's an opportunity to visit friends and family again, that I'm not going to think about money first. I'm going to think about when, how, all those things, and then take a look at maybe the flight or driving, whatever. The same goes with buying gifts for friends. I am a big fan of sending cards, gifts for all kinds of occasions, and that's really, really important to me. So whatever it is for you, get really clear, try to get really clear on what that is. And it's safe to say Jason agrees with me. It is very difficult to think about what makes you happy when you're struggling with your finances to be able to pay for your basic living expenses. When people say, oh yeah, just focus on living a great life, focus on your passion and serving your purpose. Well, I know firsthand it's very difficult to focus on any of those things when you are struggling for basic living expenses. But when you get to a point where you've learned to manage your money, you've learned how to figure out your cash flow and earn income and put money where they need to be, you get that level of financial stability or financial security. It does free you up to start asking some of these questions and it allows you a bit more freedom. The big lesson is realizing that when you get to a point of being financially secure, financially stable, or even financially independent, when you get to that point, it is still very difficult to look at making life decisions outside of the dollar. As Jason alluded there, even if you do take care of the basics, thinking beyond the numbers is still hard, like I said earlier. So listing out these priorities and values, again, isn't going to happen overnight. I mean, look at that example that I just talked about earlier, buying that really crappy homeowner's insurance policy. That happened a few years ago. It was 
pretty recent and I've been working on my money mindset for a very long time. So it still can happen, but I've used that as a learning lesson, so to speak, in terms of how I can shift towards a more mindful way of thinking about money. So what I suggest, if even if you're still in a phase where you're, again, getting your immediate needs taken care of, or you're just starting to really think about this stuff, is to think about a future list of priorities. So it could be, all right, if money was no longer an issue, or I didn't really have to think about money first, what would my priorities be? Is it buying home? Is it thinking about the ability to visit friends and family whenever I want? What are these things? So keeping a list on hand allows you to just start thinking about it right towards this point in the future, which could be a few months, few years, who knows? But this list can really help you think about it, you know, using money as a final filter when you have a bit more agency or flexibility or freedom in your financial life. And if you want to think about immediate priorities, it could be even as simple as having a roof over your head. It could be as simple as, oh, I'm going to buy the nicer brand of cereal, whatever that is. Again, your priorities and values can change. So even if you have a list for the future, you can have also a list for the present. Just again, just to start getting you thinking about how you can shift into thinking about the things that you want and the things that you value in your life. And if this sounds too hard or you're like, I have no idea, think about who can you have these types of conversations with? I know that money is still very much a taboo within the wider context of the world. I guess you can say maybe within your friends and family But there are plenty of places that you can talk about money with people. You can also do it anonymously. Now, Reddit can tend to get a bad rap. There are some really supportive groups on there. I don't know exact ones, but do a search. There's some really great Facebook groups if you are on Facebook. You can even start doing an online search for groups or even listen to podcasts, reach out to the hosts or the guests that they have on, reading books taking a course will really help you start thinking about money. And if you feel more bold, you can share your financial situation with other people just like Jason did, right? He has a pretty safe space, I would say, with his family because they're pretty open about talking about a lot of things. So if you're pretty close with your family or you're pretty close with your friends and you already talk very openly about vulnerable subjects, then try to see if you can start incorporating money into those types of conversations. Ultimately, all the things that I've talked about in this episode so far is about the idea that it comes down to giving yourself permission, right? Allowing yourself to dream beyond mere survival. If you've listened to more than a few episodes of Beyond the Dollar, you know that in many of my conversations with my guests and even myself, we really believe that money is a tool to help you live the life that you want to live. It is possible to use money as a final filter when doing anything, whether it's upgrading to a nicer hotel room when you're on vacation or paying more for a flight like Jason could have. As always, I am rooting for you and please feel free to reach out to me, slide into my DMs on Instagram at beyondthedollar or you can email me at hello at beyondthedollar.co and let me know what you think of this episode or even how you've started making decisions using money as the final filter. And if you really liked what you heard today, please share with a friend. It will help 
share the mission of what we're trying to do around here, which is to have more deep and honest conversations about how money affects our well-being. As always, thank you for listening to the show, and I will catch you on the next episode. And props to Donovan Durant for composing the theme music. <laughs>